I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You Podcast, where you'll learn how to operate from a place of confidence and make better choices with men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. We've got a great episode today. Before we dive in, I am your personal trainer for love. I help smart, strong, successful, high-achieving women who have everything but the guy. And today, uh, we're going to dive into almost the opposite of a podcast I did a couple weeks ago. As I was writing it, I found the irony about how I'm playing both sides of an argument. So I'm excited to share that with you before we begin. If you are a regular listener, even if you're not a regular listener, Please subscribe on Apple. Please subscribe on Spotify. Please subscribe on YouTube. Please leave us a positive review or at least click on the five stars button. It makes a difference in the algorithm, exposes us, spreads the love to the rest of the world so we can be noticed and make a big difference in the lives of other women like you. And I am doing another last one free live stream on Thursday, January 25th about how you could keep calm and uh, get the most out of online dating, the world's most frustrating medium. Um, it's all new material. I'm excited about it. And you can access that by going to evanmarkcats.com forward slash live stream. Uh, put in your name, email address, and phone number and register for free for my live stream that's coming up on January 25th. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, as I said, today's episode would almost seem to contradict the episode that I just did two weeks ago. Let me see what, what the title of that thing was. That title of that one was, is it a problem or, or the fear of a problem? I never want to sound like I am blind to the messages that I put out there. And I think it takes a person of intelligence like you to hold two contradictory ideas in your head at the exact same time. And that's what we're going to do today. The previous episode talked about how people can make a big deal over nothing. Oh, this guy had a second drink at dinner and therefore he's gonna be an alcoholic. Oh, this guy didn't text me back quick enough. Oh, therefore he is an avoidant and he's playing games with me and he's eventually gonna hurt me and leave me so I shouldn't even get started. That is letting fear make your decisions. Today, I'm talking about the same thing from a different angle. These are also anecdotes, real anecdotes, real people in Love You whose names shall be uh, protected, but their stories um, will not be protected because you need to be able to learn from them. So um, there's a lovely woman I've been working with for um, most of, uh, worked with most of 2023, and she signed up and she is very sweet. I don't want to damn her with, with faint praise as if that is a weak adjectives, but boy, she's just straight up one of those really nice people. And you just know she put up with way too much bullshit from her husband for many years and finally got out and is having trouble asserting herself in the dating and online dating world in her early 60s. Very earnest, very kind, asks a lot of questions. And I'm thrilled to say that within a few months of working together, she found herself a boyfriend who, in her words, in my words, made her feel safe, heard, and understood. He was an excellent boyfriend, treated her well, consistent, kind, good listener, did everything right, prioritized her, everything her husband was not. What's the punchline? Well, the punchline was she discovered after eight months of seeing him that he was secretly an alcoholic, like 
High-functioning alcoholic was able to hide it from the world, but no doubt an alcoholic, right? And hid it, kept it from her, and normalized the behavior. Like he knew it would be a problem, so he hid it the way addicts hide their things to prevent the destabilization of their lives. So um, she came to me really upset with this information. And the old version of her would have tried to fix him, work on him, work on their relationship, dig deeper, try to figure out what we can do to make this work. And the fact is her guy didn't want to change this. He He's happy being a functional alcoholic. This is who he is. It's just something she couldn't have seen. And this is how I distinguish it from the previous thing where, oh, a guy had a second drink at dinner. And this guy is a full-fledged alcoholic. She didn't ignore these red flags to her own detriment. She couldn't have possibly seen them. That's a key factor. The second she found out that this guy was an alcoholic, she let him go as a good CEO would. She didn't let her feelings get in the way. She knew she couldn't build a life. She couldn't trust. She couldn't let down her guard. She This man couldn't be the foundation of her existence if he's making such bad decisions that are potentially self-destructive to him, right? And he hid it from her for this long, right? It would be like firing someone who embezzled from your company. Sorry, I really loved you, really trusted you, really trusted you, can't be trusted any longer. So my lovely client took on for her first time in her whole life, in, in her 60s, what we call CEO energy, and let the guy go within 24 hours of discovering his fatal flaw, and did not look back, did not try to fix him, right? She's looking forward, not backwards. I share this because she deserves a ton of credit. She got like a like a standing ovation. You know, usually got 30 women on, on a Love You coaching call. This woman got like a standing O for having the balls to let go of the guy the second things were derailed by him and his lies. Next story, 42-year-old client, a lovely Midwest, good people also. I love, I love, love my clients, but she's also a, a, a great love you student, shows up, engages, asks questions, internalizes, tries to learn from the stuff that we share on our weekly coaching calls. And she comes out at the end of her first six months in Love You and says, Evan, you'll be really proud of me. I got my first Love You boyfriend. And she's a very attractive woman. So she has tons of options. It's been hard to find a good one as it is. And she was thrilled that she was graduating Love You with a guy, right? After all the work she put in, it stuck. And then she had a question on that call. At the beginning of the call, we celebrate people's small wins. Later in the call, we take people's questions. So she circled back with a question after celebrating her new boyfriend. And she said, I mean, it's really great. I mean, it's been six weeks. He's doing everything right. All the things you talk about, following through and paying attention to my needs and being a good communicator. Just one problem. He's got like a problem with stealing. Like he mentioned to me like three times in the past month, you know, the idea of a five finger discount or how he went to Home Depot and paid for two things, but took three things and sort of like almost prideful about stealing from the man or whatever it was. Again, maybe this is just me, my, my, mor <laughs> my, my highfalutin moral purity. But I was like, this isn't a little problem. This is an existential problem. This is everything. Because what you have on your hands is a man who's been really, really good to you for six weeks, who has escalated to the role of boyfriend. But now you know he's not trustworthy because he openly steals and 
brags about it. Would it be shocking to you if at some point down the road that the guy who steals also turns out to be unfaithful? Like, would that surprise you in the least that someone who lies is a liar in more than one aspect of his life? And so as hard as it was for her to do that, she also got off the phone, called him up, let him go, started over. She's right back out there. She's got great guys courting her as we speak right now who are probably not you know, consistent petty criminals. And this is the opposite of what we were talking about last time, which was making a big deal about things. This is the second there's something that should derail a relationship, you don't double down on it. You don't sweep it under the rug. Last one, because again, I only want to give three examples lest these podcasts turn into the Joe Rogan podcast, which is not what we are going for here today. Client of mine, early 60s, with her family, rough background with her husband, certainly verbally abusive, maybe more. So she's got a, a guardedness and a toughness about her that permeates everything she does. And in our work together over six plus, plus months, she's managed to soften, uh, embrace some of the advice here, learn to let down her guard, learn to trust a little bit more, and dated a guy who she couldn't have imagined. She wouldn't have even picked him if it weren't for some of the work we did in Love You. Met him on Match.com. I had an amazing connection with him. It kind of blew her mind because she knew it was a guy she never would, never would have chosen before. And Guy stated really clearly, he never wants to be married again. And my client does. She had one horrible marriage and she wants to do it right. And she wants to do it for the rest of her life and have the next 30 years from 60 to 90 go better than the years from 20 to 50. I botched my math, but you get the point. All right, so she really wants to make the next 30 years count. And that includes for her the full commitment, including marriage and building a life together. So old version of her would have said, I haven't felt a connection like this in a long time. Maybe he'll fall in love with me. Maybe I don't need marriage. Maybe, maybe, maybe bending over backwards to ignore what he said. This version of her was like, oh my God, thank you for letting me know. I wish you the best of luck. I hope you find what you're looking for. I'm going to focus on marriage-oriented men. That is powerful because she's listening to her heart and she's not deviating from what she really wants. And she's not ignoring huge red flags. So whether we see them all as the, as the same and their variations on a theme, I'm not saying a man who wants to, who doesn't want to be married is bad, but he's out of alignment with her vision. I'm not saying a man who is an alcoholic is bad. My father-in-law is an alcoholic. Alcoholics are really hard to build a life with, really hard to trust with all your stuff. So there's no character judgments necessarily, apart from the stealing guy, there's a character judgment on him, but there's not really a character judgment. It's previous podcasts, we talked about core values. If one of my core values is honesty, and it is, how could I be with someone that I can't trust? Why would anybody choose to be in a relationship, their primary relationship with someone they can't fundamentally trust? Understand, this is advice that's easy to implement, right? It's not whether you know this to be true, it's whether you have the fortitude and the discipline when this comes up to stay true to yourself. The last thing you wanna do is be the woman, and I've talked to thousands of them who saw a problem in the first six weeks or first six months of a relationship, ignored it, and it just resurfaced and resurfaced and resurfaced after two, five, 10, 20 years, and it was always there. I always ask my clients, okay, you're in a 14-year marriage. When did you know there was a problem? Invariably, it was the first six months. 
This stuff, apart from the guy who lied about his alcoholism, this is stuff we could find out in the first month of dating. Right? We could discover a whole bunch of things that you can't ignore in the first month of dating. If you ignore them, you're doubling down on a mistake and you'll never ever get the thing you claim to want the most. So don't ignore real red flags. You could ignore the the light yellow ones that we talked about in the previous podcast. Those are not a big deal. You need someone to talk you off the ledge. But with stuff like this, put your foot down, take action, be the CEO who lets go of the intern, and don't find yourself in a position where you are in love with someone who is a thief or an alcoholic or who never wants to get married. That is very, very easily avoided if you have the discipline to avoid it, if you don't have the discipline to avoid it. My name is Evan Mark Katz. I'm a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women who have everything but the man. Um, make sure if you haven't done so already that you subscribe to the Love You Podcast on Apple and on Spotify. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, every other episode, so you know, I think it's, this bears mentioning, is free like this one. Every other episode is also paid. And that is um, uh, for people who subscribe to Love Splaining, which is my Substack channel, uh, where I offer uh, coaching, right? live coaching, 20, 30 minute coaching calls, answers to reader questions. And that is only a $7 subscription fee. If you want to get access to all the Love You podcasts, you go to evanmarkcats.com forward slash Substack. I know there's so many links. I know it's so annoying, but it's true. Um, so number one, <laughs> subscribe. Number two, if you want to listen to all the podcasts, go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash substack. Number three, and probably most importantly for today, I am doing a free live stream on the 25th of the month about how you can make the most of online dating. Go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash live stream. You could do all these. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You could do all of them. If you really like this, if you think I'm giving you value, imagine what I'm going to do with 60 to 90 minutes of your time on Thursday night, January 25th. Um, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for being a part of Love You. And I very much look forward to our next conversation. Take care. Bye-bye.